What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost in Lifting Talk. Today's podcast was a super cool one for me to get to record. It's with Cody Boom Boom, and you obviously know that from reading the title, but Cody's somebody that I have looked up to from afar for quite some time and gotten a lot of inspiration from inside of my own coaching business. If you don't know Cody, he runs a very successful coaching business called The Tailored Coaching Method, and he is the host of his own podcast called Boom Boom Performance Podcast. I think you guys will find a ton of value in this episode. We talk about discipline. We talk about starting your own business. We talk about getting through the anxiety and the scarce mindset when starting your own business and the self-doubt that you might have as you start and talk about just what he did to overcome those things and how he got to where he's gotten in his life at this point inside of his career, inside of his coaching business, and just as a person. So I think you guys will find a ton of value from this. I'm excited for you to listen. One little disclaimer, there are some curse words that come up here and there, but there's so much value in here. If you're looking for a little inspiration or you're looking to see what's really possible with your life, I highly suggest to listening and not letting that be the determining factor to you listening or not. I'm not going to tell somebody that they can or can't do something. We all deserve to be ourselves and express ourselves as we are. And it's not like severe. There's a ton of it all over the place, but it does drop every once in a while. Again, just a little heads up and a warning so that you have that. In case your kids are around, you can you can make sure you're listening at times when they are not going to be affected or hear those words. So again, I appreciate Cody for coming on. Super excited for you guys to listen to this. Let's just hop in. I appreciate you coming on, bro. I really do. I, uh, I've looked up to your content for quite a while now. You probably don't know it, but over the last year or so, as I've taken my coaching business really serious, I've uh, looked at you kind of as a mentor from afar to see how you run your business, the things that you do, and I've taken a lot of inspiration. So this podcast here was built off of a little bit of inspiration from you and uh, a lot of other guys out there that look up to as well. But I, I appreciate you coming on and, and all the content that you put out there. Absolutely, man. That means a lot to me. It's, it's really cool to hear that just because I've said that exact same thing to multiple yeah. people. So, you know, like hearing it, hearing it reciprocated is, is really cool, man. That's, I mean, that's one of the things that drives me is, is, is not necessarily motivating other individuals, but seeing other people in the game that are doing things the right way and, and, trying to be some kind of influence that just helps people do the right thing in the right way and build something that they are super proud of and happy about, man. So, so kudos to you, man. And obviously I follow your content as well and it's all great. So, so it's cool to hear that. I, I appreciate that, man. And, and the one thing um, to piggyback off of that, it's just, it's cool because on not to toot your own, your horn too much, but um, you showed me what was possible to inside of creating a coaching business. We're always limited in how we think and how far we can take something. And just listening to you, when I found your content and I started um, learning a little bit more about your business and things and your, how you're able to create a team, you create, or you supported your family full-time through coaching. I think a lot of coaches, when they get into the space, um, you're not sure if, you're, if your service or your product is really something super valuable or even needed and just your confidence in yourself that your service is as valuable as it as it is motivated me to go out and cre- and make sure that I was a good enough coach to be able to do the same thing and make my service needed in the in the space if that makes sense so so yeah I just I really appreciate it it's cool to be able to, to have a conversation with you now because I feel like I already know you a little bit just because I've I've taken in a lot of your content so it, it's super cool for me to sit here to get to be able to talk to you Oh, dude, I love that. Yeah, that's, uh, it's cool, man. It, it's been a crazy journey to, I, I, 
I, we did a podcast recently called uh, building my building your dream or something like that. Cause somebody asked me, like they sent me a question. It was like four questions on business. And I was like, I don't really do podcasts on business, but mm-hmm. screw it. Let's do an episode just talking about this evolution. And it, and it was really humbling and really cool for me to sit back and go like, man, this is actually a pretty amazing thing that we've built. And we're helping a ton of people and, and the reach is growing and, it's just fulfilling, man. Like there was a point in time where I just didn't think it was possible, at least on this scale. And I didn't know that I could reach as many people. And and at the end of the day, like you said, like there's always doubts and fears and scarcity and anxiety and things in our head. So I I, dude, I can remember even to this day, you you still wake up with stress and anxiety and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's something that ever goes away as an entrepreneur, but I think it's something that you learn to navigate through or course correct around. And I think that's like the biggest takeaways from my journey were like, just all the different moments where I got down or felt doubt or scarcity or like, man, there's no way this is going to work. Or like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's possible to just be able to push through that and then make shit happen has just been so, so cool. And it's, uh, and it's even cooler because I get to mentor or coach other coaches now and seeing them and, and I'm not a business coach, but I, but I train and do nutrition for a lot of coaches mm-hmm. and they ask me questions and I get on calls with them and stuff like that. And it's cool to see them taking what I've done and, doing it for themselves because there's millions and millions of people out here so i have no secrets i'm like man like let me help you so you can do this too because the most empowering thing is helping others build their dream as well so um it's super cool man yeah absolutely i just uh yeah it's a uh, it's cool especially in the online space because like for somebody like me who's you've been in it for a lot longer than i have it's cool to be able to that's what's cool about the internet is you can see how other people are doing things and take inspiration um as mentors from afar. And I'm sure that you've had plenty of those as well, being oh, yeah. able with, with other um, coaches and stuff before your time too. So um, we were talking about just before we hit record, but I own a gym here in town. And the reason that I even started that gym in the first place four or five years ago is because I saw other, before I started, I didn't think I was capable of doing something like that. And then you see other guys online posting about their journeys and they're doing it and making it actually happen, then you're like, well, shit, why can't I go do that too? And it's kind of that little pep in your step to be able to take inspiration from other people and realize that they're no different than you and you can go out and create the the same thing, but they're kind of like your leader from afar, I guess. So, so yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. I think honestly, the, the common denominator between all the people who, who have something that we want, um, and this translates to fitness too. So even for the people listening, they're like, well, I'm not an entrepreneur, but I want to like have a six pack or I want to look like that, like mm-hmm. Steve Cook or whatever it may mm-hmm. be. It all started with action because everybody starts with scarcity and doubt and all those things we've been talking about, right? Like I think that no matter where somebody is now, at some point in time, they were not there. They were where you were at and they were probably having doubts upon themselves looking at somebody else. Like that's just mm-hmm. the cycle of, of success. So I think it really just boils down to action. And as soon as you take action once, it becomes easier and easier to keep taking action, right? Um, Absolutely. So for like you owning the gym, it's the same thing, man. Like it just took you being like, you know what, screw it. I'm, I'm, I'm done not taking action. I'm done waiting. Like I'm just going to do this. And as soon as you take action once, you realize it's not as bad. It's like jumping in a cold pool. Or like what you think is cold, mm-hmm. right? Like you're like, oh, fuck, fuck, I don't want to do it. And you're like waiting, mm-hmm. waiting, waiting. And then you just jump in. You're like, oh, shit, that wasn't that bad at all. Exactly. <laughs> and then it's the same thing, man. And then you can comp- you, then you can compound that onto other areas of your life too. Like for me, it started with the gym. Then it turned into online coaching and that sort of that sort of thing. And for other people um, that might not be in that same situation, but if you're looking to create a better body composition well it starts there you start taking action realize you can do it that little bit of confidence moves into the your, the rest of your life and that's what compounds and makes fitness so impactful to everything else and creates this bigger just 
better, more valuable life for you. That's far more than just your body composition. So, yeah, so yeah I think that's really cool. Exactly right, man. I, I 100% agree. So besides that, obviously right now we're going through a little bit of an epidemic at the moment and you're in Washington where I know it's super crazy right now. I'm just interested a little bit, like what's it done to your day to day? How are you getting through it and setting yourself up for success when this thing is whole over with? And what are you doing with your clients to put those same mindsets into them? I've heard you talk a lot about on your social media is like keeping people positive. You've been super good about keeping um, everybody positive and trying to kind of lead that pack a little bit. So what are you doing for yourself to make sure that you're not letting this get to you? And how are you doing the same thing with your, your clients, Louis, if you don't mind? Yeah, um, it's, it's definitely like, luckily, I'm, I'm a couple hours south of Seattle and Seattle downtown is where it was like, that's bad. And I mean, it's, it's everywhere. I mean, everything's closed. We're basically quarantined. So the biggest, the biggest things that have changed for me is like, uh, I've, I'm basically in the headquarters by myself every day. <laughs> like mm-hmm. normally my assistants coming in and out, uh, my media guys here every day with me, he's working from home just to be safe. Um, I'm working partially from home, but I'm working a lot here too. And I'm just staying away from people just like everybody else. But otherwise, mm-hmm. like one of the biggest focuses for me is, is trying to keep my routine as close to normal as possible because that puts me back in control. And I think for a lot of people, yeah. The, the biggest key is, is just finding control of something, right? Doing what you can. And I see a lot of people that, you know, it is a stressful time. So coaches and trainers and gym owners are struggling because one, if you own a physical location, it has to close down. Two, mm-hmm. if you're an online coach and you don't understand how to adjust to body weight program and stuff like that, you're going to have an issue too. Luckily, we're capable of doing that. And we've been, I mean, do we have like four different full body weight, band only, minimal equipment, all these different programs out for all mm-hmm. of our members and stuff like that. Um, so they're all good, but there's also people that are getting laid off, you know, and we were a luxury service. So it's, it's mm-hmm. hard for a lot of people, but I think at the end of the day, like, you know, this hit and then, so we had my daughter's second birthday on Saturday and it was like questionable if we were going to do it because mm-hmm. it was like two Saturdays ago. Cause it was like, it's starting to get real. Is this serious? What's going on? And then by Sunday it was like, Oh shit. And then Monday was like, this is real. Is that of just this last two weeks ago, two weeks ago. So it was okay. March 14th when we had her birthday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was Monday, Tuesday were like the highest stress days for me because it was like uncertainty and it was what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Are, are people going to cancel? And luckily, like I will say is like, our members are rallying, dude. It's great. It's been so cool to see. They're all coming together. All of them are doing bodyweight stuff. A lot of our clients are actually getting better results, to be honest with you, because they've never been so on point with macros because Same. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's minimal distractions. So although some of them, like the only people we've had have to cancel is, is literally people that are like, my husband got laid off. I can't do this right now. Mm-hmm. And for those people to be completely transparent, we're like, hey, don't even worry about it. We'll comp it. We're going to keep working with you. We want to help support you through this time because to us, value is more important than income. Um, and it's always been that way. So we're helping people. But as a whole, we're all just kind of like gathering together. And there's a few things that kind of stuck out to me. Like number one, the only thing that stopped my anxiety and stress those first two days was creating control over the things I could can create create control over so my routine what I was reading what I was listening to what I was journaling my workouts my nutrition I just dialed everything in that I could dial in and it literally just faded all the the uncertainty away I didn't think about it anymore because Mm -hmm. uncontrollable factors in uncertain times the unknown essentially that's really what creates anxiety it's why uh it's why I always say uh my anxiety is my excitement because a lot of times things you're excited for in life, you're going to strive to do, you're really uncertain of how it's going to turn out. You're taking a risk, right? You're going to start a new mission, a new goal, a new challenge. 
you don't know how it's going to go and it creates anxiety. So you're afraid to go speak in front of that crowd, to start a new training program, to uh, do a photo shoot, to, to go on a Facebook live, to whatever, whoever is listening, like that thing that creates anxiety for you. It's probably something that's going to lead to, to excitement. They're the, they're two very similar feelings. So I look at it in the same way with this and I'm like, okay, how do I remove this anxiety? It's really just creating control over what I can't control. So I'm mm-hmm. ignoring everything else. Um, you know, I can't do the same amount of content that I could before. I can't connect with people in person like I could before. I can't have people here for interviews like I normally do, but that's okay. Like, what can I do? Well, I can still create Instagram content. I can still create solo podcasts. I can still do some videos by myself. They're not going to be as high quality as when my media guys here with four mm-hmm. cameras doing all those angles and shit, but I can still create educational content. So I'm just doing whatever I can. And that alone has kept me very fulfilled, man. Very satisfied. Um, I can control how my attitude is, my outlook, uh, what I do with my family, who I'm connecting to. So for me, it's just been that. It's just been controlling everything. And I've been pushing that on my clients and it's helping them a ton. And then the other thing is I realized how much I could step up in certain things. So like this happened. And now all of a sudden I'm talking to my parents almost every day. I'm talking to my brother who lives in Texas. So we're, we're apart I'm talking to my brother more. Um, I'm spending more t- present time with my daughter. Um, I am connecting with clients more frequently. I'm mm-hmm. getting in our, our members Facebook group almost every day doing lives and ramping people up and doing all stuff. And I'm like, why wasn't I doing this before? And the reality was I didn't have a fire under my ass. Like I had all my systems in place. We provide a shit ton of value. Like I will say we do a really good job with that but I could create more value and I'm doing that now. And I'm like, man, this is just a lesson for me. It's like, when this is all over, I'm going to keep doing all this shit because mm-hmm. it's value that really keeps me fulfilled and it's keeping me sane and keeping me happy during this time. So I know it's only going to carry on after this is over. Um, does that make sense? Does that answer that question? No, a rant, it, but. no, no, I'm glad. Feel free, man. I, I think that answers it great. That's something that last piece right there was something that hit me harder yesterday than it ever has as our community just barely got shut down yesterday. So I live in Idaho. Um, we just had a 21 day lockdown put on us yesterday. So it just started. But, um, what I realized like during the day had a little bit of anxiety, but you knew that it was coming. And, um, what I realized was how motivated I got from that happening because my back went up against the wall a little bit, just like you were saying. So trying to produce more content, put more stuff out there, help your clients even more than you were helping them before. Um, just things like that. It's, it's crazy that, and this happens for me, whenever my back gets put up against a wall in a particular situation, I respond 20 times better than I do and just stronger and more confident in myself than when things are just comfortable and my shoulders are relaxed and, and I'm just going about my day to day. So it's cool that you, that you said that because that's exactly where my mindset went yesterday. Like now's the time to rock and fire as a coach for others to step up to the plate and show people that this is the time when performing with regardless of what you're doing, if it's your nutrition, if it's your training, if it's your job, whatever it is, this is the time to give your 100% that you actually can to it because there's no excuses not to. So I think that's cool. 100%, man. I think that, uh, I think you know Jeremiah. He's one of my clients. And Yeah, I just he, had a podcast with him a couple of days ago. Oh, very cool. Yeah, he said something to me the other day, and he was like, man, I, I've been writing this in my journal every morning, and I don't know why, but the thing that stands out to me is uh, – I have to be a leader now more than ever. And mm-hmm. that's been like replaying in my mind. Now I was like, man, now is the time to be a leader. Now is the time to, to be spoken out and to be a positive light and to be a light period in this mm-hmm. dark time um, and to help people create change. And it's, it's crazy that things like this have to happen for people to take certain things so serious yeah, and, it's, and, get yeah. present and get connected. But 
um, there's always a positive in every negative. So as tragic as this is, I'm looking at for the positives and the positive for me is like, I, I know that I can connect on a deeper level. I know that I can do more. I know I can push harder. I know I can lead better. I know I can be more confident and I'm doing it right now. So it's just proof to keep doing that. You know what I mean? And I think that, I think people that that's probably the biggest mistake I think people make is they let a negative happen to them and they just let it happen to them. Mm-hmm. Whereas like one thing I always try to do is positive. They're the victim. They try to be the victim. Exactly. Every time something negative happens, I'm like, okay, this fucking sucks. Can I, can I curse on here? Feel free. You're good, bro. What is the positive? And it's like, sometimes it's like, this is a horrible thing. There is no positive. What do you mean? And, but you have to stop and go, no, 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 there's a positive. There's a positive. There's a positive. What's the lesson? What is the lesson behind this? that's going to teach me for the rest of my life. And then that's how people start pushing through resistance and grow because of these circumstances. And I think that's so important, man. And, and again, like you said, back against the wall, I think sometimes that's what you need. You know, like for me, when I left the gym training people in person and went all online, I wasn't making enough money to support a family. And I had a daughter on the way, but I looked at my wife and was like, I think I'm going to take the leap. I think this is the time I just have to do it. You have to trust me and you're not going to go back to work. She's like, I'm going back to work. And I'm like, you're not going to go back yeah. to work. And she was like, okay. And I just, I quit, gave away all of my clients at that gym, like literally hundred percent of that paycheck away, went all on, uh, all in on my online business and I grew it. And now my wife's been a stay at home mom ever since. And it's like, I needed to be like foot in the fire, like sink or swim. This is it. Right. And, and that's mm-hmm. what it took for me to, to grow. And I think the hardest part is, is making that decision. A lot of people won't make the decision to, to just leap into the fire or sink or swim. Right. But I think it goes back to that whole thing about action. If you decide to take action like that at the very beginning or, or when you need to, you have no choice but to win. 100%. I, uh, I couldn't agree with you anymore. And like with the same thing with you when you left your, I've heard you tell that story sometimes on, or once or twice on, on one of your podcasts where you just jumped you left the the in-person thing just to go online. I have kind of a similar thing to where I was working in a family business since I was 20 years old. I dropped out of college, came home, worked in a successful family business. Everything was going great. Started my own gym and uh, got into coaching. And at some point, I knew I wasn't going to take the coaching side as seriously, online coaching as seriously, unless I put my back up against the wall and quit that job with the family. That's one of the hardest decisions I ever had to make. But I wouldn't be sitting here today if I was still working and comfortable making that easy paycheck, not necessarily, well, yeah, kind of an easy paycheck working for my family, just a comfortable job. And so getting out of that, taking, forcing myself out of that situation to take care of my wife and my daughter as well um, with my back up against the wall was the only way for me to take serious action on the things that I, that I actually want. So I couldn't agree with you anymore. Yeah, dude, I love that. I think, uh, I think comfort, comes with curiosity and regret right you're always going to be curious mm, about what you like could have done. you're always going to regret what you didn't try you know and I, that's what i keep telling people right now it's like i wrote an email this morning to my my list and i was like you you basically have three options right now option one is just don't do anything wait this out and stay stagnant don't improve do whatever option two is literally do nothing don't even maintain you will regress but whatever relax be lazy spend this time as a vacation Mm -hmm. option three since it's uncertainty you can make some progress you can do what you can you can track your macros you can keep a calorie balance you can get a little bit extra sleep you can work on yourself like which one are you going to choose and which one will you regret the least obviously option three i mean there's no it's a no-brainer but the point is is like if you look if you just weigh out your options it's it's very obvious like now waking up and doing an at-home workout and tracking your macros and getting enough sleep, it's out of your comfort zone because you have to work at it. 
But I think like people just have to always go in on that. Like what, for me, it's like, what is the path of the most resistance? That's probably the one that we want to choose. The best one for us. hundred percent. Right. And it's the hardest to choose, but it's Mm -hmm. the best one for us. It's it's the one that's going to lead to the best results and the most satisfaction, the most gratification, the best reward, so on and so forth. 100%. I, uh, I couldn't agree with that anymore. What about for you? I, I look at you as a super disciplined dude. I, I wonder when did that, were you at a point in your life when you weren't? 100%. Um, what switch? Yeah. Where like, I'd love to hear a little bit yeah. about that. I know that's probably a deep question, but it is, but, <laughs> but I, but I can like, why I'm not a hundred percent sure, but when I know exactly when, so I like, I have a very specific point in time when I literally, and it sounds so weird when I say it out loud, but like I literally looked in the mirror butt ass naked after a shower and I was like, what are you doing? And I was just, I was overweight. I started getting a little bit of stretch marks and that's when I was like, dude, I got to change this. Like at the time I was 18. So I was like, I've been a chubby kid my entire life. I'm an adult now. Half of my friends are off playing uh, college ball. Half of my friends are getting into trouble, going to jail, doing stupid shit. I'm at community college studying business because my dad wants me to. I hate fucking school. Mm-hmm. What am I doing? Like, I'm just so unmotivated. Um, and I had zero discipline. I had zero drive, zero motivation in my life. Um, I've always just been a funny dude, outgoing, social, party animal. Like, it was just always just, like, fun. There was ne- never anything about, like, like, you know, I got D's and C's to get by in high school, man. It was, it was always really bad. Um, the only thing I excelled in a little bit was soccer and, and skateboarding. But again, like half the time I either couldn't play cause I had bad grades or was getting in trouble or I'd just be off skateboarding. And usually as a kid, you're a hoodlum when you're going and skateboarding and cops are kicking out. I was out a skateboarder too. Class. So you, yeah, you get, I get it. Yeah. So after high school though, I'm just sitting there. It was kind of like one of those realizations of like, I'm, I have nothing now. Like, what am I doing? So I, I literally was like, I'm going to, I'm going to start working out. I'm going to change. Uh, I have never stepped foot in the gym before. So I got a, a membership at a 24 hour fitness. Uh, it was, it was called vision quest, but it was a 24 hour gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was at a mall and it was the worst setup because around was all glass windows. So if you were training, the people in the mall could see you. And it was like, man, I'm like embarrassed to be here. Don't know what I'm doing. I don't want fucking mall walkers. <laughs> I always go at like nine to 10 PM when the mall is closed and uh and i always like, thought that was a good idea by the way putting a gym inside of a mall it's a great <laughs> idea if you tint the window so the, yeah, so a new gym came in and bought it and they tinted out all the windows so you that's know there you can't like stare at somebody on the treadmill like um but so i started so i started training um started training with some friends and like trying to work out and and like dude i just got obsessed and and fitness really created the discipline for me so i never had it in my life but once i started really trying to change my body and I did successfully. I mean, I lost like 45, 50 pounds. So like just seeing the weight fall off and seeing like girls notice me and seeing friends, mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? Like, I was like, man, this is really cool. Like I need to do more. I need to do more. I need to do more. And that just created discipline in me, man. I had like, I was waking up early, going to the gym, studying at the time I was working a job and going to school. Cause I changed my degrees to, to health and fitness. So it was just fitness in general that created that self-discipline for me. And then I think once I decided to create my own business, it just went to a whole nother level because I basically was like, okay, right now I train people from three till like eight or 9 PM every single day in the gym. Cause you know, people work and they come after work and I do all these private sessions Monday mm-hmm. through Friday and a little bit Saturday morning in the morning. I'm trying to start my online business, but I don't have a ton of time. So I'm creating some content. I'm trying to do programs, but I also got a program for all my clients in the gym my girl wants to hang out at night. So it was really hard for me. And once I quit that gym, I was like, I have a lot of time. 
what am I going to do with it? Because I don't have a boss to tell me what I need to do. My girlfriend at the time, wife now is off at work. What am I going to do? So I basically was like, I need to create like the ultimate routine. I started diving into like Craig Valentine's like perfect day formula. I started like, I went to an entrepreneurial retreat where I like basically went through like physical, mental, spiritual, personal, emotional, like just breakdown. And then they That's built cool. up kind of thing, yeah. which was really helpful. And, uh, and, and I just, man, it was like, okay, I'm waking up at 5am and I don't think people have to wake up 5am, but at the time it was like 5am club, like that's the thing, yeah. like grind. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I wake up at five, I'm going to, I'm going to read, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to go on a walk, no matter if it's raining and cold, I don't care. Like I just had this like system. Um, and I ended up actually calling it shift six and I started teaching it to people and it's six things to shift you into power in the morning. But it's basically like wake up, do something uh, physical, then you're drinking a green drink and then you're reading something, then you're writing something in your journal and then you're meditating. Like there's like all these steps. And it was like, if I do this within the first hour of my day, I'm on fire. So I just kept mm -hmm. repeating that. And then I had to look at my schedule and be like, okay, how can I maximize every single minute? And I literally like some people look at my schedule and get anxiety. But for me, I tell my system, I'm like jam pack as much shit as you can in there until 5 p.m. because that's when I go home mm -hmm. and spend time with my family. But for me, I, I thrive on like, okay, I got a podcast now and then I got a call after that and then I got to write this thing and then I got this copy to write and then I got a marketing thing and then I got some programming. So it's just like, do, 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 do. And that just, I thrive on that, man. It's almost like a little bit of controlled chaos, but I love it. And so for me, it was like, I started really getting into time blocking and shit like that. Um, and it just kind of went to a whole nother level. So now for me, it's just, I just know, like, I'm so aware of what makes me feel good, successful, positive, and motivated that I just know what I have to do. And I, like, I have to wake up an hour before everybody else in my house, no matter what, even if like it's day night, Saturday yeah. and we drink and I'm tired in the morning, like I'm waking up an hour before I know my daughter gets up. Cause I need an hour to do my shit in the morning because that's just what I do. And it's just, it's just one of those things that, man, it's just stuck with me. And I think, again, it goes back to the same thing we've been talking about. At first, it was hard. Like, it was hard to wake up at five. It was hard to try to learn how to meditate. Like, I used to get anxiety uh, just, just being alone in my own head, dude. So, like, I started to put myself in float tanks because I was like, that's the only way to push through this resistance. I'm going to sit in a float tank for 90 minutes. How hard was that? Big. Oh, hard, dude. I, I came, I, I didn't stay the whole time for minutes. It was like 10 minutes and then 20 and then like 40. Yeah, and eventually yeah. I worked up to a 90 minute, but it took a while. And, uh, and wide awake, like I didn't fall asleep. I just meditated and thought, and, and that took me a long time. And now I'm, I'm at peace with myself and I can be alone and be happy, which I think is important for people to be honest with you. Um, sounds kind of, kind of sad. No, you should be alone, but I think it's, really I relate cool. to it though. Big time. And I'm the same way, especially like with anxiety and things like that. I've just barely started to get into meditating and things. It's something I should have been doing a long time ago, but the amount of calmness that it can just bring over you when you're sitting by yourself or you're getting ready to hop on a podcast and talk with somebody that you've never met or different things like that. Just taking some time to yourself to like, just to tell yourself that you're okay and you're good enough to go out and do the things that you want to do is super important for a guy like me anyway, with that has a little bit of social anxiety, has anxiety running around in his head all day. It's cool to hear like a guy like you, um, same sort of, same sort of situation, but you can work through that and get better and better and better at it as you um, keep progressing. Yeah, it, it's exactly right, man. And some people are like, you have anxiety. You have to, I'm like, absolutely dude. It's just, yeah. It's just one of those things where it's it's really hard to break out of, but you have to break out of it. You know, like um, like I have a I have a client right now who I've just been, and it sucks that this happened because he finally signed up and then it and then everything shut down. But mm -hmm. I've been like just pushing him to do improv, like do improv, 
do improv. I got Jeremiah to do it too. And he, <laughs> Jeremiah told me on the last podcast that uh, he was doing improv. I was and like, it's, <laughs> it's a great way to break out of your show, man. Like I was embarrassed as hell when I did it. So when you say improv, tell me exactly what it, what so it I, is. So I, yeah. I like whose line is it anyway? <laughs> Straight up on stage. I, so I did it in Hollywood. Actually, it was crazy. It was part of one of those retreats that I did with like this group of, uh, you could call it a mastermind. I, don't, I think mastermind is kind of a, a buzzword now, but it was a, uh, a mastermind program with fitness entrepreneurs. And it was like a group of guys and every quarter we'd fly somewhere and meet up in, in one cool. time we we're in California. And every day we'd get in this big dark van and go somewhere we don't know. Like one day we had to be in like combat military clothes. And then we ended up in the mountains with paintball guns. It was crazy. It's fun. One That's day cool. we, were, we, we ended up on Hollywood Boulevard and we walked into one of the, like, I can't remember the place, but it's like the, the improv spot that all the actors i mean there was paintings and pictures of all these different actors that have been there um in the hallways and everything so it was really really cool but it was just man like you get on stage and you're just like uh don't know what to say and you're afraid oh, to make a fool of yourself but like <laughs> i mean we we're there for four hours by the time you start doing it then you start and you're just like you know what i don't even care and you just let loose and it really does help you open up and, and just be better in front of people and speak and talk and be comfortable with yourself that's cool. That's super cool. When, um, so I've, I think I've heard you talk about that too, where you started uh, going to these coaching things like every quarter, just meeting up with these random guys. It was sound like it was a mastermind type thing. You don't call it whatever you want to, but um, starting that, like what, what pushed you to start that and how, how much anxiety did you have going into that sort of thing? And how did you overcome it to actually get there? Because for a lot of people, like we want to do that sort of thing. You want to reach out and you want to grow and learn from people that are in your same sort of situation or further ahead than you. But I feel like a lot of people stop themselves from even being able to put themselves into that type of situation. So how did you get yourself to, to do it? Yeah, it, it was one of those things, man, where I think I was, you know, I was, I started my online business, but I didn't have the courage to quit the other job yet. I didn't mm -hmm. uh, have enough income to do that either. Um, and I was laying in bed with my girlfriend, my wife at the, now, um, and I, had, I got a message from a guy named Steve Krebs. And Steve Krebs I had known for years because he owned a gym and he was best friends with the guy who owned the gym that I worked at. And I had watched him and the, the gym owner that I worked for, Luca Hosovar, and many other people that I, uh, that I just was inspired by, hiring coaches, have it, being in Wake Up Warrior, and talking to business mentors, and all these different things. And I always admired it, but I was like, I don't have the money to do that. I don't have like, and I was just afraid to like do anything, right? So he messages me, and he goes, hey, like, I'm starting this program. It's for fitness entrepreneurs. I'm taking 10 guys. I think you'd be perfect for it. It's 90 days. It's a sprint to the best life you've ever had. It's five grand. You can split it up into two payments, 25. If you're in, let me know. If you're not, no worries. And it was just like very like upfront. And I was like, dude, I don't five grand for three months. Like, what the fuck? And he was like, normally my price is 2,500 a month. And I'm like, dude, this is insane. Yeah. But for some reason, my gut was like, you got to do it. So I told Shannon, I was like, I think I'm going to spend a lot of money on something I'm unsure about, but it might make me a better man. She was like, just don't tell me. I was like, all right, <laughs> you could ask her. She, she said a million times the best thing I've ever done. And, uh, I signed up, went through the 90 days, and then I ended up signing up for a year and I paid him $2,500 a, a month for a year, dude. This is the most I've ever spent on coaching. Um, and every week we had a group call with all the guys. Every quarter we flew out and met each other. And it was like that year was the year I built my business. That year was the year I quit the job. That year was the year that I proposed to Shannon. That year was the year that I, like, I created the vision of what I was going to build, which was having 
an online company with other coaches, with a podcast studio, with this place that I'm in right now. Like I literally created, I actually remember the rooftop I was sitting on in San Diego, writing out exactly what I was going to create. And when I did this exercise of creating like my life, my dream, all that stuff, it just unfolded because I had it on paper. I had it in my vision. I just have to do it now. And, and Steve held me accountable of actually making it happen. I think that was like, I feel like I paid 30 grand that year for somebody to just like tell me to shut up and do it. Like literally like basically, probably have stuff you already knew to do too. hundred percent. But it, when you're investing that much money in effort, you're like, I have to do this. Otherwise I'm just blowing way too much cash. And mm-hmm. my online business wasn't even doing 2,500 a month at the time. Mm-hmm. So there was like, this was like hard. Um, but dude, like my business just exploded that year. I just, I completely transformed who I was as a person. And that was 2017. And then 2018, um, I actually moved on. I met Jason Phillips. Um, and same thing. I literally, like I, I heard about him and I saw what he was creating. This is way before, uh, what he does now. This is when it was just I and three his nutrition coaching company. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, I bought a ticket to your, uh, I was like, when are you going to be back in this general area? And his assistant was like, Oh, we'll be in Vegas. And I was like, for what? And they're like uh, level one certification. I was already certified in multiple things for nutrition, but I was like, Hey, I just bought it. I'll be there. I'm going to come. I'm flying out two days earlier. I already bought my ticket. Can I do dinner with Jason? She's like, what the fuck? And yeah. like, kept bugging <laughs> <That's cold. her. laughs> and uh, so he finally said, yeah. So I got dinner at like 10 PM in Vegas with, with Jason the first night. And within 10 minutes, he was like, dude, you're literally a spitting image of me just two years ago. Like you're going to do big things. I can see you're growing, blah, blah, blah. And we hung out all weekend. Uh, then I was like, Hey, let me hire you as a mentor. He's like, Oh, I don't do that. And I was like, well, what would you charge? And he's like, not like, I don't do business coaching. I was like, so what would you charge? <laughs> he's like, let me think about it, dude. And then he hit me up two weeks later. And he's like, all right, let's do this. I think I can help you. Um, and he says this at all the seminars now, now that's his main thing. All he does is business coaching. Mm-hmm. And he has this like huge fucking mastermind program that he does all these events. And he, every time he's like, this is all because Cody bugged me until I said, yes, that's that cool. one day. And it, it like that's helped me cool. find my calling, which is really cool that he says that, but he helped me learn how to scale and build a team. Um, so 2018, we just grew, 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 grew. 2019 was really crazy too. And now we're in 2020, which was starting to become a really, really fucking good year until this shit happened. Man, but yeah. But, but yeah, man, I think that I don't even remember the, the original question, but I think it doesn't uh, matter. I think that, <laughs> I think that for me, actually, I do, I do remember. And I think, I think for me, it was it about was, discipline. We yeah, started yeah. on discipline. Yeah. I think that like for me to jump into the fire with Steve, it was one of those things where like, I just listened to my gut. So my dad used to always tell me, listen to your gut, follow your heart. Don't worry about the rest. Like, and I, like and that. I, I used to think it was really cheesy when I was a kid. I was like, whatever dad. And then like, I started when I was an adult, I started listening to it and I started doing it. And this was one of those times where I was like, I just got to do it. I just got to do it. And I did it. And it was, it was fucking life changing, man. So I've been somebody that you know, I invest tens of thousands of dollars and in back into coaching every single year, still do to this day. Um, I have more than one coach working with me right now. And I've just always believed in that. And that's what's really helped me become a better person. Even in the times when I was like, I don't know if I can afford this, but here's my card, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And I always end up double tripling, not only my money, but my fulfillment, my happiness, my success in all areas of my life because of it. Um, but yeah, man, it's a, it's a hard thing for people to pull the trigger on sometimes because there was a lot of times I was in uncomfortable situations inside of that coaching program. Yeah, I've, um, I've done obvious like fitness coaching with other, with other coaches. I've done business coaching to help build my business and things. And those are all great. But then there comes life coaching, which I feel like 
you always need. And I, I don't love the term life coaching. It sounds a little bit tacky, I think, but like I'm at that point now too, where it's cool to hear how much it's impacted your life because I know that's what I'm searching for. Like I'm ready to take that step um, to continue on the same path and, and, and whatnot. So it's cool to hear the impact that it's had on you. Cause I know it's where I need to go. It's just like talking to somebody that's pulled the trigger on it. And it's done it. Like, I know it's time for me to do the same thing. So that's super uh, motivating to hear for sure. Yeah, man. I can't, I can't recommend it enough. If it, it's, and it's the same thing with me. Like I have a life coach right now and I always say like, I don't like calling you a life coach, but dude, I don't know what, what else to call you. Cause mm. he's not, he, he co-owns a gym. So he is in the fitness space, but he owns 15 different businesses total. Like he's just extremely successful. Cool. Um, he owns an orphanage. He's like 25% of everything I pay him for this. My coaching goes right to charity. Like he's just that's cool, unbelievable human being, but same thing. I, he started doing this coaching thing and I was like, I don't know what you do or why you're coaching or who you're, you're coaching, but I want a part of it, man, because you as a person are just extremely like, inspiring and uh, it's just crazy. So like, but same thing, like every time we're talking, he's like, uh, I'm an accountability coach, I think. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I don't know, just coach. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what to call you. That's cool. That's cool. So for you, when it came to actual coaching, what, uh, when did you realize that that's what you were going to do, that you were a coach? Because like, what made you decide that you were going to be a coach? Like, when did that switch flip in you and you realized it's something that you were good at and it was something that you were going to, uh, pursue because it's a it's a different job right a, a fitness coach a nutrition coach online especially it's a different occupation so I think that for me it was uh you know so like I was going to school for business at a community college and they had a fitness program there and it's actually ranked top three in the country for personal trainers um because it's it's really it's a personal training development course so it, it like exercise science degrees are great but this has classes on business and personal training client communication assessment fms like really in depth of like how to be a good trainer and you have to be in it for two full years doing all these things so um i started getting really into fitness i lost weight and then i i actually had my dad said no because i was still somewhat chubby and it was like two or three months in when i was like i'm gonna be a trainer and they're like no you're not and i'm, I'm like okay well i want to change my degree no, you're not. So I forged a signature and I did it and uh, told him <laughs> later. And he, he, he's obviously happy now because things worked out. But yeah. at that point, I actually didn't really have any aspirations of being a trainer or owning a crazy business or anything. Honestly, I was like, I just want to train. <laughs> I just want to lift. I just love like blogging and just lifting. I don't care if I work in a big box gym. I don't care if I work in a supplement store. Like I still wasn't at a point where I was like motivated from a, a business perspective. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I just want to train. I just want to do this for a living so I can work out every day. It'd be fun. Um, but then I started following two guys specifically, Nate Green and Jason Frugia, um, mm -hmm. which is really cool because I just shared a stage with Jason uh, Frugia in San Diego. We got to chat and stuff. So it was really cool to be like Is he on a company? Is he on a big company? No, he, he, he owned a gym way back and then he okay, started okay. the renegade inner circle, which was like his online thing. Okay. Um, but he was just like one of the OGs in the, in the strength and conditioning world. And he had a blog that was super popular. He wrote for men's fit health and fitness. Okay. And he was one of the people that like really started making training online, like a thing, like he wasn't doing online coaching per se, but he had like a membership site that I really liked. Uh, and he was putting out a lot of articles and then Nate Green, same thing, putting out a ton of fitness articles. He was working for precision nutrition at the time, partnering with John Berardi. And I just saw what they were doing online. I was like, I don't know how these guys make money, but like, that's the coolest fucking thing. And I can relate to them. 
but how am I going to start that? Like, I got to do something in the meantime. And I, I didn't want to be a, another trainer or a PT or something in khakis and in a polo. And then this guy named Luca Hosfar came to our class and he spoke at uh, business of personal training, which is a class that I'll go back to the college and speak at now, which is really cool. But cool. he, he came in and he was wearing like, he had like a chain on and he was wearing like a Jordan shirt with a Jordan hat, like diamond earrings <laughs> said, fuck like 27 times. <laughs> and I was just looking at him like, man, this guy is super successful as a business and he's totally himself. Like, and he's people love him. And he's in like, I was, that's cool. Yeah. And I was a little yeah. bit of a hoodlum still at heart. So I was like, man, I can relate to this dude. So I sent him a book and thanked him for coming in. I started popping into his charity boot camps, And then eventually he, he hired me to be an intern. Um, and then I became a trainer and I worked there for six years before I started my online business and really took off. Like, but that was like the point where I saw him speaking in class. It was like, I can do this. Like, that's when I know I, I want to be a coach. I want to affect people. I want to influence people because Jason Frugia and Nate Green are having an influence on me and they don't even know me. Like, I, I want to do that for people in, mm -hmm. in the best way I knew. And, and I actually told Luca, like, when I interviewed for the internship, I was like, my long-term goal is to create a website. It, that's going to be, like, my, my business and my revenue stream. I'm going to travel a lot and just train and, and do content. And he was like, how are you going to make money? I was like, I don't know yet, but the website's going to be that thing. And he was like, okay, well, train people for five years first in person every day so you can get experience and then you'll have the right to do that i was like cool done train people six seven days a week for fucking six years that's a grind too yeah and and just loved every minute of it man there was long hours but it was like i loved it dude interacting with people learning about people learning about training learning about fitness learning about nutrition um i did a bodybuilding show i did all these different things and after six years i was like i have the right to go do this now um, and it was like, at that point I was like, it, I'm so like, all I've ever done is coached. You know I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I met him when I was 18. I just turned 19 when he hired me as an intern. So How it was old like, are you now? I'm 27. So I'll be 28 this year. So for me, it was like, literally, I, I mean, I had other jobs. I worked, I, I was a maintenance guy at a community center. I worked at a Rite Aid. Like I did stuff to get by in college, but even in college, I was training people for free. I was interning. So I was working for free. I was studying. Like, I, this is just all I've ever done. So I think, like, ever since that moment, I've just never – there's never been anything else in my head of, like, maybe I should do this or maybe I could do this. It's literally been, like, I have option A and then nothing. So That was your thing. That was my thing. And I told my – I remember my dad saying, like, okay, you changed your degree. There's nothing I can do now. Like, what's your option B? I was like, there is no option B. And he was like, you have to have a plan B. And I was like, no, because then I won't have confidence in plan mm -hmm. A. Like I need to do, I need to go all in on plan A. So I just never had option B, man. I've never like to this day, I, I really don't know what the hell I would do if I didn't coach. And I've never, I've never even considered it ever. That's cool. That's cool. You're definitely like, you can just tell it's your, it's your element and it's, it's what you do and it's who you are. So that's yeah. super cool. Inside of coaching, when you first started, especially when you went online, what was the one, what were the biggest struggles that you faced like with um, clients, with like your service? What were your biggest struggles that you were facing as you started like your biggest insecurities on delivering your service and things like that yeah I think when I first started and this was before I left the gym um, I was very confused on who I was as a coach and, and what I mean by that is like I didn't have a specific niche of clients and I didn't really want a niche because 
I didn't want to say no to women. I didn't want to say no to men. I didn't want to say no to somebody who's 40 versus somebody who's 20. I didn't want to say no to an athlete because I love athletes, but I didn't want to say no to a bodybuilder. So people were like, you have to have this like insanely detailed niche. And I was like, I don't agree with that because I just want to fucking help everybody. So mm-hmm. how do I do this? And so for me, my message was just scattered everywhere. Um, and I think that was my biggest struggle. Is like I couldn't get people to understand what I delivered. And then when they came on board, if they did, I would have struggles with adherence and I didn't know why. And the reason why was because I didn't have my message clear in the beginning. So now my message is very obvious and I, and I say it all the time. Like we help average individuals understand advanced strategies to achieve above average results. I love that. Our, our whole thing is like we're taking average people and making them above average and we're going to use advanced science and we're, but we're going to dumb it down and teach you how to do it properly and use it. So now when people come on board, their adherence is through the roof because they know they're going to get a periodized macro plan. They know they're going to have to track numbers. They know there's going to be a lot of depth. They know they're going to have a lot of interaction with us, but I didn't know that I had to be so detailed with my message before they came on board for them to understand what they were going to get. So I think my biggest struggle was that man. And then um, once I quit the the job I it was like really like in sync with like I quit that gym and I just really figured out my message all at the same time and my business exploded to a point where I actually couldn't handle I worked up to like 100 clients and I was just burnt out like I was barely training myself I didn't have any on time on my own I had nobody to help me so then I hired my assistant to help me just do like billing and organization and, and uh, schedule my calls and stuff like that and she just looked at everything was like wow how do you even like follow this schedule? This doesn't make any sense. I was like, Oh, it works for me. And she was like, yeah, but if you ever have employees, you're going to hire somebody and it's not going to make sense to them. So we got to figure this out. So she helped me create a system and organize. Um, and then I hired a coach and handed off some clients and gave her some. So I kind of brought mine down to where I'm like comfortable handling a certain amount of people. Um, and then it just like, yeah. So like for me, like the message thing was big. And then after I figured that out, the biggest thing was like controlling the scalability. Cause I was like, I just want to help people. So if anybody wants to sign up, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Make mm-hmm. more money, have more time. And then I realized like I'm at a ceiling. If I make more money, I'm, I'm pushing my service lower. Uh, if you know what I mean? If I raise my yeah, price, for sure. being ignorant, like, so it was like, mm-hmm. I just need, I need to figure this out. And that's when I was like, I got to scale. I got to build the team and, and do all those things. So. That makes, yeah, that's cool. That's, um, I was, I've been in the same situation when I first started, it's figuring out. And for coaches that are listening, it's super important to figure out who you're trying to talk to. Just like Cody said, um, if you're trying to talk to everybody, it is, you're not going to really talk to anybody, but at the same time, you don't need to niche down so far that you're like looking at a 20 to 25 year old female who has a bad metabolism. And that's the only person that you, that you can help because chances are you have better and more knowledge than just to be able to help that type of person. But but um, yeah, I really I always, like that. I always tell people that same exact thing, man. That, and I laugh when I see like uh, coaches with their Instagram and it's like, I help middle-aged women fix their thyroid while training CrossFit in reverse diet. And it's like, <laughs> Damn, that's like yeah. real specific. So like for me, like average individuals, it's everybody. Uh, but like for us, it's like we help anybody who is at an average, you're still gen pop, but you want to be a more advanced than gen pop and you mm-hmm. want science. So we're basically weeding out anybody who doesn't want detail. And if you just want to follow habits and principles and stuff like that, that's great. I have so much free content that you can probably get those results by just like being in our membership site or just reading our blog. And then when you're ready for the more advanced stuff, you, you hire us. Um, and I say advanced lightly because again, we work with moms, dads, teachers. Um, I mean, our, our client list is crazy. Like we have a couple people in the WWE, we have some like fighters, then we have that's just cool. like average Joe's teachers, like 
it's all over the place. But that's what's really cool about it is we get to work with so many different people. Yeah, absolutely. And even at the end of the day, when you're looking for the more advanced help, a lot of the time for the majority of gen pop people, it's not even that you need the advanced help. It's that you need the accountability of yep. what coaching provides and creating the connection with the client. Cause if you don't have that into it and you're looking to do it on your own, not that you can't do it, but for most people, when you put your money where your mouth is, you're just like you were talking about earlier when it came to your business and changing who you were to, to be the person you needed to be, to be where you're at today with your, your family, your business, your coaching, all of that. It comes down to, putting your money where your mouth is so that you'll actually do the things that you're telling yourself that you're going to do. So um, I think that that's really cool, man. The last question, I know you're busy. I know you got a lot going on, but the last question that I like to ask uh, people like you, obviously you're a fitness coach, you're a nutrition coach. Um, it seems like you have it all put together when it comes to your own fitness and nutrition for yourself. So what are the struggles that you have for yourself to make yourself a little bit more relatable to everybody else inside of your own journey, if you will, is it your nutrition, staying consistent? Like, where is that for you? Cause we all have it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I mean, if I looked at nutrition, it's actually the opposite. It's I'm, I'm almost too consistent. Like I need to like relax a little bit. Yeah. Um, I would say like the biggest thing for me is because I used to be overweight, like it, it's, it's hard for me to, uh, periodize my diet and training the right way. Like I do for clients, like, like a maintenance phase is way more difficult. Like I'll do a cut any day. It's easy. But like mm -hmm. for me, like, okay, I need to spend time gaining weight. Like that's tough for me. Like right now I'm actually in a process of trying to gain weight and I'm, we're trying to see the scale go up every month. And it's like, that's a mind fuck for me. Mm -hmm. So, which is funny because I think a lot of people assume if they don't know my background, they're like, Oh, your genetics, like whatever. I'm like, no, like it, it took a long time to, I've been training for nine years. It took me a long time to look this yeah, way. People don't realize I, that. No. And I still have that, that fucked up psychology in my head of, of body image issues. Um, because everybody does. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I honestly think like with fitness and nutrition, that's the biggest thing I love training. So consistency with training is never an issue. I actually go crazy if I can't train. Like if we got so much stuff going on with the family on the weekends. I'm like, I'm like, okay, do I got to get up at like five in the morning on Saturday to go to the gym? Because got to train man mm -hmm. um so that stuff like consistency is really easy for me but i think it's it's relaxing more and in, in actually periodizing things properly because it's hard for me to to go through a maintenance phase or to gain because i'm always trying to stay super lean and, and it's been a battle right now i'm actually working with eric trexler and we're, we're doing a gaining phase and that's cool i've been gaining every week and and it's cool because if you do it the right way and you just you i, I paid for a year in full i was like hey this is my goal good for you pay for this. Like, just tell me what to do. And I'll listen. Cause at that point I'm like, I'm not going to waste my money. I'm just going to do whatever the fuck he says. Mm -hmm. He was like, all right, we want to build up to like probably like 185 pounds. And like, I was talking to him and I'm like 165 at the time. And I'm like, you want me to gain 20 fucking pounds, dude? What the hell? Like over a year, like, yeah. He was like, you're gonna have to put on a little fat, but like you've been training long enough that this is just part of the process. And in my mind, I'm like, I know this, like I work with bodybuilders in yeah. off season. That's part of it. But I was like, all right, man, I'll do whatever. And I've been super happy with the results. So it's just a process of like trusting it and just going in on it, you know, but that's definitely the biggest problem or struggle with me for training nutrition. And then with the rest of the stuff, it's, it's just balance, man. Like I'm a very, uh, I don't know, like I, I go really hard at everything I do. So I get like very like, uh, like focused on one thing. I get tunnel vision. So for me, it's, 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 I have to constantly remind myself like business is done family time. 
family time's done, time to turn on business. Training time is on, turn off the business. And it's like, be present in what I'm doing right now. Um, and there's things I do to make sure that I, that I practice that, but I would, I would definitely say that's probably the hardest part in the rest of my life is just making sure I keep that balance. I'm the same way. The balance is the hardest thing. I find myself at home. I'll work all day. I'll get up at seven in the morning. I'll get home at seven o'clock at night. And then I'll get home, sit down for a second, play with the daughter for a little while, talk to my wife. And then I'm back on my phone creating more content or something like what the hell am I doing like just put it away because you get so yeah. caught up in in your purpose and your passion that it gets that way but with uh with Trexler what has be coaching with him is he he's a researcher correct yep, yep. he does research yeah I listen to stronger by science the stronger by science podcast is the one that he hosts correct what um has he done with you that's any different than what you may have done yourself yeah, he, it's actually not that much different, to be honest with you. Um, and we kind of had a conversation when we first had our call because I sent him like, hey, here's, here's the training program I've been doing and here's what the next eight weeks were going to look like. Here's my diet. Here's my macros. And he was like, you're pretty much on point. Like I'm going to make like two minor tweaks. And I think what we're going to see is that consistency and the adjustments along the way are where the magic happens. And that's why I did that post the other day saying that uh, the success found in coaching is in the process, not the prescription. So when he first started me, like the the training split went from a six day a week, upper, lower split. So I was going upper, lower, upper, lower, upper, lower to a push pull legs, still six days a week, same amount of total volume per week, same amount of, it was just a lot of the same muscle groups. He was just like, I just prefer a push pull legs. Like, all right, cool. My macros changed by like, I think, like a hundred calories, not even like, I think we like transitioned a little bit more to fat or something like that, like very minimal. And that's it, man. It was just one of those things where he's like, we just got to get some data and just start. And now that I've been training and he's been seeing my progressions and he's been seeing my physique updates. Now he's like starting to tweak things in the training a little bit more. We're starting to get more comfortable. Um, And for me, it's just the fact that like every week I'm continuing to hit my calories. I'm continuing to train and I'm actually giving everything I can into this gaming phase and I'm getting the most out of it. If I was doing it on my own, I probably would have been wishy-washy because like every time you see yourself in the mirror, and you don't like what you see, you immediately are like, ah, maybe I should pull calories back. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like, no, it's just your head. Just keep going. Um, but otherwise it hasn't been a ton. It's just been a cool experience just because like I, I'm a geek. So I love having somebody yeah. like him that's a researcher and he connected me to some people that I'm, cause we're, we're looking to bring on a chief science officer to the Taylor coaching oh, cool. team. So we can have somebody on staff that is, is a researcher as well. Um, so being in, in kind of trying to get into his circle so I could like branch out and try to bring Absolutely. somebody up was part of the goal too. That's cool. That's really cool. Well, I, uh, I appreciate you coming on, man. I appreciate you sitting down and just having a conversation. Like I said, it's cool for me because I've, I've taken a lot from your work and what you do and your content. And it's, um, like I said, you've been kind of a mentor from afar to help me realize what I can actually go out and do for myself as well, too. So I really do appreciate that. Where can, uh, where can people, people find out more about you with your social medias, your website, all that cool stuff, your, your products that you have, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, Dude, thank you for having me on. It was a, it was a really cool conversation, actually. I really enjoyed it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and it's uh, it's been a pleasure. So, um, best place to find me is tailoredcoachingmethod.com. We have free books, paid ebooks, training programs, membership, coaching, all that kind of stuff. is It's all in tailoredcoachingmethod.com. We're on YouTube, Cody Boom Boom. I'm on uh, Instagram at cody.boomboom. And then podcasting is the Boom Boom Performance Podcast. And that's where podcasting and Instagram are my two main things. So, definitely like the two places to, to learn most from me. Um, and our mission is just to honestly, like people think it's crazy, but just to provide free content. So like, that's, 
that's kind of like our main thing. Um, we know that people will work with us on coaching after they absorb our content and learn and get results from that. Mm -hmm. So like when people listen to this and they've never heard of me or even on my podcast, I'm always like, Hey, just go read our stuff, get the free mm -hmm. value as much as you can. And, and if you get stuck at a point, then hire a coach. But for now it's, I'm always just like, it's free dude. just check it all out. So, but yeah. Yeah. It's a long game, man. I, uh, I really appreciate it. And if you guys haven't checked out his podcast, his podcast is awesome. You'll get a ton of value out of that. So I highly recommend that you all go over and, uh, and check that out. I appreciate it, Cody. Thank you, man.